experiences with our music. That's what we're creating and ultimately that's what our fans are paying for when they buy our music. So what are some different ways we can deliver a music experience and get paid for it? Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of Date studio and we're talking about going from musician to artist. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been un- unpacking kind of business and products and what we're actually doing as music artists to make some money because ultimately that's what we want to be doing so that we're not working another job and doing music on the side but we can actually do music for a living and start to walk towards making some money off our music. So yeah, we've been chatting about music business and sort of uh, I looked last week at the fact that our product is an experience with our music. That's what people are eventually paying for. So today we're going to chat about what are some of those experiences? What are some of the ways we can package up our music as an experience and deliver that to our audience? So we're going to start with some obvious ones and then I'm going to go through a few ideas maybe you haven't thought of. Um, and then there's maybe a few extra ones that you can chuck down in the comments for me if you think of another experience that might help some other musos. So the obvious ones are your music, your recorded music that you've been in the studio for or you've recorded at home and you've got that up on Spotify or maybe you've got it on CD. So if it's up on Spotify, people can find it, they can stream it whenever they want. Uh, That's really, really good. It's a bit of a cost in getting that up there and it doesn't really pay us a lot of money. So it's kind of like, it seems a little bit like the goal that we're all trying to make sure we can get our music on Spotify because then we will get paid because all of a sudden we're going to get 10 million streams or something, right? So that's, that's one avenue that we can be creating music experiences, recorded music. And I think we all should be doing that. And it's important to have that. And people are going to be looking for that. And it's, it's your biggest, it's probably your biggest audience and it's your most amount of exposure really, but it doesn't necessarily pay you that much. So another way other than uh, maybe streaming it is a physical copy. So maybe a CD or a vinyl. Um, so they're both good because people have to pay for those or you could charge people for those anyway. So that's great, except the the flip side is not many people are buying them at the moment. And also, it costs you to make them. So I have a box, box, a box. Yes, just the one box. I have many boxes of CDs in my shed of, uh, of some music that I printed in 2009 that I just didn't sell. So I I spent a lot more money than I made off that. Mind you, I wasn't very proactive about it. Um, so vinyl is another really good one. Again, super, super cost costly quite costly to make, but then you can sell that for a higher price. And and that's a really good experience. So CDs and vinyl are a great experience with your music. I mean, it's not just about selling music. It's actually having an experience. So some people love to hold that. They love to read through the liner notes. They love to put it up on their shelf or in their music room or whatever as a physical copy of music. And it kind of brings a deeper connection. So actually a physical copy is a really good way to create an experience. One thing I've been encouraging artists to do lately is if you're going to put something on CD, don't make it exactly the same as what's on Spotify because you're not going to make any sales at all. But what if on the CD you put two or three bonus tracks, some acoustic versions or maybe some demos or something just that's not available on the streaming service. You can still put your album up on the streaming service and get all the traction and all the benefits from Spotify in which there are heaps. But then you give some incentive for true fans to kind of buy a little bit extra if they're going to buy a physical copy of your music. So they're the obvious ones, um, music, physical copies of your music or streamed 
recorded music online. The other uh, kind of obvious experience is the live show. So whether that be a big show or a small show. So maybe you're playing um, with a bunch of other bands in a venue and you've got a heap of mixed different fans in there, some from that band, some from your band, or kind of experiencing your music and your live show and everything that you bring to a live show. So again, this this is probably better than actually having music as far as making money in the as we're growing because people are usually paying ticket price to get in to see you. So you can make a little bit of money that way unless you're putting on the show yourself and you're hiring security and all that. But if you're playing for a venue and they've all got that covered, then you can make a little bit of money off a live show. So definitely a really good experience. And then I reckon just expanding that. Some intimate shows are really, really good where you can kind of tell your fans, this is an opportunity for me just to really share my heart with you and kind of really connect with you and that makes people come along and that show really really means something because there's a little bit of exclusivity about it there's a bit of intimacy and you can actually really share your feelings and make sure that next time they listen to that song they reminisce on that time you played for them in that intimate setting and they could feel that and get on board with it so big shows are great lots of people small shows are really really good as well for building connection and building that experience which is what we're getting paid for. Let's have a look at a couple of less obvious ones. I think the music video is a less obvious, but um, still quite common experience. So this can be a couple of things. I reckon there's a performance video where you are actually performing the song in some sort of setting, whether that be in the studio or on the stage or in a park or anywhere, and you're actually playing through the song and that's what's being filmed. So it's not necessarily a storyline. It's you performing the song. And this this is really good. This is great for experience. So how many times have you seen a video on YouTube or something and then you've actually liked that song a ton more because you're able to connect a visual aspect to that. So I think as an experience, that's really, really good. Or sometimes I've listened to a song a bunch on Spotify and then I see the video and then it just elevates for me even more. So a song that I thought was okay, I then love because of the visual aspect. Now this isn't making us money really. If it's up on YouTube, unless you're one, again, unless you're big and you're making ad revenue or sponsorship or something, you're going to be paying money or spending time to get that video up. And it's not going to be a return on investment necessarily straight away, but it will grow your fan base and give you a deeper, real connection with your fans who can kind of uh, meet with you on a visual and audio level, which is really, really good. Uh, the next the next one is a story video. So this is like a music video or a film clip or whatever you want to call it, where you're actually like emphasizing your lyrics, emphasizing your emotion, your feel through a, some sort of storyline. And that could be mixed in with performance as well. But this kind of allows people to kind of get inside your head a little bit and really hear where the song came from by visual. So there's a lot of things you can imply through the camera work or the acting or whatever the story is. And that that works really, really well to create that deep emotional connection. Next time you hear that song, you're thinking about what it looks like, you know, not just what you look like playing it, but what what it looks like to feel those things that you're feeling in your song and that you're singing about. So a music video, really, really good way to package up a music experience. Another less obvious one, but one that we've seen a lot, especially over the last couple of years, is the live stream. I reckon live streams are super, super powerful. They can be a little bit disheartening maybe when you've only got uh, 15, 20, 25 people or something watching the live stream, you might feel like, is this really worth it? But I think for those people that are watching it, it's really, really good. And I think also you've got the ability to, for that to kind of be shared. So I was doing live streams out of the studio here during uh, a lot of 2020 
And the actual, we only ever had 60, 70, 80 people at, at a maximum watching that live stream. But over the next couple of days, um, that would get up around three or 4,000 views for most of the artists that came through. So you kind of got this sort of longevity of the live stream. It's more than just that moment. But I think the fact that you are live, you're in a room somewhere at that time, there's something kind of special and exclusive about that. So when you come across that in your feed, you see one of your favorite artists doing a live stream, you kind of, you want to know what's going on. You want to kind of be there to be a part of that. And that is just making for a really good experience, isn't it? That's just making for that sort of, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at the same place with them. We're, we're kind of doing this together and it makes a really good experience. So I really love live streams. And they're pretty cheap, if not free to do, depending on where you do it. But one thing I would say is don't do a dodgy live stream. A dodgy live stream is a music experience, but it's a bad one. I saw so many when the, like, the camera was down there pointing up, up their nose uh, in the kitchen or something. It sounded horrible, looked horrible. I think that is actually, it's an experience, all right, but it's a negative one. So if you're going to be doing live shows where you want people to engage, you need to make sure it's kind of showing your best foot you know you like your best foot you need to make sure it's showing the best side of you you need to make sure that it is pushing your brand and your music forward so i think live streams are excellent but just do them well don't do a dodgy live stream it will not work for you it will go against you i guess that goes the same for all of it if you're putting dodgy demos up on spotify it's going to be a negative experience or a bad video or anything so make sure we're doing good things. But yeah, the live stream, super powerful. I would definitely be doing that. We kind of got over it and now we feel like maybe we don't need to do it anymore because we're back in venues playing live shows. But I think the live stream is powerful. I would definitely be doing it as a good way to create a music experience for your audience. And you can even put that behind a paywall. That can be free if it's on Facebook or YouTube or something. But you can put that behind a paywall where five, six, seven bucks, whatever you want to do where people could actually come and watch it. And if you're doing that, you can kind of increase your value of it. Wherever it's free, people can just bounce whenever they get bored. If they've paid for it, even a small amount, they're going to stick around and watch it just because of the investment they've made in it. So that is maybe something you can look at just to kind of increase that interactivity and increase that engagement on a live stream. Just put a couple of dollars on it. You might get less people, but you'd get way more engaged people. And that is the goal. The next one is an interesting concept as a music experience, but I think it, it is that. And that is merch, merchandise, whether that be uh, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coasters, I don't know, whatever you do, tea towels. I think People are experiencing your brand, your music, the memory of you, the feeling of your music, the emotions that you bring every time they see or wear that. Now, I think something that's really powerful about merch is that somebody appreciates your music enough to have it represent them. So if they're wearing your shirt down the street, they're proud to be wearing your name because of the feelings and the experience that you've brought to them. And it kind of reminisces. So it's the same as having a physical copy of your CD. There's just something special about the fact that it's kind of you, it's physical, it's there. And there's a lot of kind of people that really respond to that and are kind of nostalgic to that sort of hard-pressed copy of something rather than it just being a fleeting thing like the streams or the videos. So merch is a really good way to just enhance that experience with your music because it brings it back. Every time they see it, every time they wear it, they refeel the feeling that your music brings to them. So definitely do merch. That's a really good one. And the last category here is just kind of out of the box thinking, a few ideas, some things I've seen or some things I've had some ideas about. And this can really be an endless list. I mean, there's no end to the things that you can do to package up your music 
as an experience and then sell that. And this last category is kind of the ones where you can actually, you can actually charge money for it. So this is going to be um, people that pay extra to get this extra stuff from you. So uh, maybe you've heard of Patreon or there's a few other pages like that, a few other websites like that, that basically have a membership option where you would pay so much a month or so much one-off and you'd kind of get extra access to the band. So these things are about access to you as an artist and that is an experience that people will pay for. It's almost like your music is free now, but this access to you is what people are happy to pay for. So a couple of things that we can do on that behind the scenes stuff. So maybe if you're in the studio, you could take a bunch of footage while you're in the studio or if you're getting ready for a show, you could take a bunch of footage of you at the show, getting ready in the green room, backstage, whatever it is, and then package that up into a video that you could put on your website or Patreon or something where people could pay a membership and be able to see that. A behind the scenes, kind of an exclusive thing. Yes, you could chuck that up on Facebook or YouTube as well and kind of um, help with your branding and help with people knowing about who you are. But you could get to a stage where you actually, no, only my true fans are going to see this. Only the guys that have invested in an experience with me, invested for that experience, that have traded their value for the value that we're going to give them now with this behind the scenes stuff, could have access to that. So it used to just be through Patreon now, but lots of the website builders like Squarespace or Wix have membership options where you could pay five bucks a month, 15 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, whatever it is, depending on what you give, where people could just get that access to you and go deeper, connect deeper and have a greater experience, which people are paying for. Like some of the artists on Patreon are getting like $15,000 per video or $7,000 per month or something like that through these memberships because they're creating extra content. They're creating extra experiences for their true fans. So a behind the scenes thing, um, what else we got? Early access. So say you've got a single coming out on the 16th of the month. You can offer it to your members as an early access two days before. You could offer it on the 14th or maybe the 10th or something. Just give some exclusive access which again, just enhances that experience. The great thing about this is it's exactly the same product. There's no extra work on your end, maybe a little bit of backend stuff, just making it available to them. But you don't need to come up with a new song or anything, but you'll be surprised how many people will pay for early access because it kind of gives an exclusivity. They feel like they're on the in. They're a part of your music that nobody else is. They've got an extra sort of level. And that's just a greater experience with your music. It's not anything extra. It's just a better experience because it's exclusive and that's what we're talking about it's not necessarily the product being the music the product is the experience with the music another option is interactions online interactions so maybe you could have a monthly zoom call with your best fans so maybe they're going to pay so much a month and that includes the early access a couple other things that might also include online interaction so you will zoom them and just hang out you just chat with them or maybe uh what else you could send them a birthday message on their birthday or you could send them a um a get well soon if they're sick or some sort of uh, online video interaction which doesn't take too much of your time but it's just kind of part of being that higher level member that sort of super fan true fan where they have access to you and you kind of can interact with them I mean, this just makes you so cool. This makes you look so good when you're willing to actually get outside of yourself and let people into your world. So this really affects the people that have the experience. 
but also everybody else who sees that somebody had the experience, that sees that you're good enough as an artist, you're uh, selfless enough as an artist to actually invite people into your world and be a part of it, actually makes you look uh, really good. It makes you look really genuine, like you really do care about your fans and you want them to be involved. So some sort of interaction, whether that be online or uh, in person, is a really, really good experience that you can sell and that people will pay for. Now, I think you can just chuck up extra music. So maybe to your loyal fans or your members or something, you could have acoustic versions of your entire album or maybe just one or two songs or maybe some covers or something. But somewhere behind a paywall is some extra songs that not everyone else gets. So I mentioned this before, this could be on your CD or vinyl, maybe uh, separate to your streaming stuff, you got extra music, but maybe even extra from that. So if people are paying so much a month or maybe they could pay a one-off fee or something and get kind of this extra music that nobody else has access to. And again, that's great because they get more music, but it's also great because they have exclusive access. They've got something that nobody else has. So if you think of your favorite artist right now, if you could have some of their music that was unreleased, that nobody had heard of before, but you had access to that, it would kind of make you feel like you're a bit on the in and you just get to know that band a bit better because you kind of heard some of the unpolished uh, music, which I think is really, really good and definitely something, another experience that people are going to pay for. We're getting through the list here. As you could imagine, this is uh, this is just an endless list. You could continually come up with new ideas. These are just a couple of things that I've seen or thought of. So what else we got in here? Song story videos. You could sit down in front of a camera and just talk about the story behind your song. You just talk about where it came from, what it means to you, what those lyrics actually mean. You know, there's a bunch of lyrics in songs like, I wonder what he, wonder exactly what he was thinking there. Because good songwriting kind of leaves it open so we can all interpret it. But maybe you could sit down in front of a camera, again, make it look good, make it sound good, and just share the story behind the song. So this is going to allow people to just grab a deeper understanding of a song and they'll like it more. They'll appreciate the song a lot more next time they hear it because they'll be able to unpack the lyrics in the same way that you wrote them. The same way that you've unpacked for them in this story, they'll be able to kind of feel that and connect at a deeper level with your song. So again, this is a good thing to kind of put up on Facebook or YouTube for free because it's good branding and it's good uh, kind of awareness of who you are and how you feel and what you kind of mean, like what's important to you as an artist. But behind a paywall, behind somebody actually paying for that is a great way to make some money while people are trying to get closer to you as an artist. And the last thing I've got here, which is kind of similar, I guess, to the the interactions um, I've had on my notes here, online interactions before, but just hangouts, hanging out. So maybe backstage, before the show, after the show, maybe you can have a barbecue or something and just hang out. And people, again, this is just only, the only invites are the people that are paying for this stuff. So not just opening up uh, hangouts for free to everyone. Maybe you could do that. There's probably times uh, during your career where you could kind of do that. But I'm thinking about creating experiences that people will pay for that you can get some money for and start to make music your living is to have these hangouts as an invite only for people who are paying for it, for people who have kind of invested more and want to go deeper and have a greater experience with your music. You just have them around for a barbecue with the band or um, backstage at a show or in the studio or something like that, a really, really good way just to enhance the experience, which is kind of what this whole thing is about. Hey, so you think of that, that's got nothing to do with your music. Maybe you wouldn't play music at all during that hangout, but they're experiencing you because whether you want to be or not, you're kind of an influencer as a music artist and people want to know what makes you tick. They want to know uh, how you go about your life, what you're into, all those sorts of things. So a good hangout 
is an experience with you and essentially an experience with your music. You can guarantee if you have some guys around to hang out with you as an artist, next time they're thinking what they should play in the car, you're going to be right near the top of the list um, just because of the experience they can then connect that music with having done that hangout or having done any of these things that we've just spoken about. So I think just as I finish up, creating experiences. Let's start thinking about our music being more than just a physical recorded version of a song and think about it of as an experience with us as an artist and with our music in so many different ways. I've just scratched the surface of what's possible here and um, you may have guessed I've got a full episode coming out on this soon, which is going to unpack why we're doing this, how we can set up Patreon, how we can make memberships happen. If you're keen for that, just let me know in the comments, um, just so I know how many people are kind of interested in that. But I think that would be really, really good. And I reckon for now, just go back through this video and just make sure you're doing at least two things. I think wherever you are right now in your music journey, whether you're just starting out, whether you've been doing it for a while, I reckon two of these things would be possible, whichever they are. Maybe not too many of the last ones, but definitely having some recorded music or doing a live show. We need to be doing at least two of these. If we're putting all our eggs just in a single basket or waiting and to put our eggs in baskets, it's going to be very, very hard. But I think we should be doing at least two and working towards, I don't know, maybe at least five, six, towards the end of the year maybe. Towards the end of this year, you could be doing five or six of these things, five or six different ways people could experience and interact with your music. I reckon that would be awesome. Hey, leave me a comment. If, um, if one of these sparked for you today, one, one kind of gave you an idea or you thought, you know, I could actually do that. That sounds achievable. Um, chuck that in the comments for me. I'd be really interested to see what uh, people are connecting with. If any of these ideas sounded great or you've seen them before or something, I'd really love to know about that. I'm just doing short episodes every week, 15 to 20 minutes talking about this very thing, going from musician to artists, just leveling up, going next level and working towards getting paid to do music so that we can end up doing this for a living. That's my goal. So if you found any value from this at all, give the video a like for me. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. I love uh, listening to podcasts in the car on the way to and from work. So that's really, really good. Give this channel a subscribe so you know about more videos coming up. Make some music this week and we'll talk again soon.